It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. It is Friday, November 5th. I'm at the table in Belmont. Maggie's at her desk in Bryn Mawr. We are ready to talk Notre Dame football. First of all, Maggie, how was your week? It was a little challenging. I had a got a little uh, under the weather in the middle of the week, but I'm bouncing back now just in time Fighting to back. watch Notre Dame. Perfect. That'll hopefully make you feel better, uh, even better. So glad to hear that you're you're okay. It was a busy week for me as well. But I'm happy to make it a Saturday and more than happy for the 1230 West Coast start of the Notre Dame Navy game tomorrow. But first, let's talk about last week's 44 to 34 win over North Carolina, um, a game that I don't know, sounds close. But really, to me, there was probably maybe a moment in the game, but mostly Notre Dame dominated, rushing out to a 17 to 13 lead and then kind of cruising into 44 34. Now, any just general thoughts on the game? Yeah. So I mainly watched the first half. I was getting updates for the second half. Um, but some notes I had was I thought that the blocking from our offense was really good, like mm-hmm. from our running backs and tight ends. And I feel like that's a few weeks, but I keep forgetting. But mm-hmm. I felt like against North Carolina, it was a lot more in the spotlight um, and – having Michael Mayer back was definitely a plus. And then Kyron, of course, had a great game, um, both, I guess you could say defensively, if you're talking about blocking, um, but also mm-hmm. offensively. Well, well I yeah. mean, not defensively, because he's on blocking. offense, but right. blocking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that stood yeah. out to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, Sam Howell, it was like kind of we talked about last week, was, you know, the big worry was Sam Howell and how he was going to play. And he played great. He had 341 yards passing, 101 yards rushing. Um but Notre Dame just had a better overall team, better overall scheme. I loved how they used Jack Cohen. But we, what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is how they're using Jack Cohen a lot better. Um, I was really impressed with how they used Avery Davis a lot more. He's becoming mm-hmm. kind of a, a good option, consistent option over in the slot. And um, you talked about – we'll talk about a little bit more about Kyron Williams tonight if you can. Just did you Were you able to see the run that he made uh, that was a 91-yard run? I did. I, I think I saw it on Twitter um, after, yeah. and it was a very Kyron Williams run. Um, it, he was looking like he did last year, finally, um, and it was very impressive. It's kind I mean, of all, he's, all I can say. Right. He continues to bring that kind of spirit. And geez, can we all just live our lives like Kyron Williams? My goodness. Um, he ended up with 199 yards, one short of 222 carries, a touchdown. The big 90-plus yard run was impressive. One of the best runs I've seen, well, at least in a long, long time. Maybe it was fantastic. Um, and then I just think, I wonder, if, do, you, do you think any Heisman buzz with the Kyron at this point? I mean, there isn't any one person uh, except for, I guess, the running back from Michigan State that's out in front on the Heisman. Where's Kyron Williams in that kind of running? I mean, I think he'll probably end up my guess is like somewhere in the top 10. That's fantastic. Yeah. But um, I just don't see him winning it unless he like, you know, these next few games, he's just yeah crazy good, which I mean, yeah. he's had a good past few games. So I mean, he it could. could happen. 
Right. He could, he's, he's trending in the right direction. Right. I mean, and, and with no real runaway kind of person at this point, you know, I think the one in, interesting stat that I saw this week is that Notre Dame has faced at the beginning of their season, really good, like Wisconsin and Toledo even, um, and Cincinnati, all really good per play defenses and have gone through it. And the per play defenses are going to play in Navy, Virginia, who gave up what, what 70 points, 60 something points last week. Mm-hmm. And George Tech and Stanford aren't great shakes with defense. So there's a lot of room for Kyron Williams to make a mark. So maybe a dark horse coming on the coming up on the end uh, to maybe get, get at least invited to New York. We'll see. I don't know. It was just an interesting thought. Um, talk about the, the freshman a little bit, because I thought this was a huge game. You're talking about um, Styles and Diggs and Colsey and Buckner all playing major roles in the game. Out of those four people I just mentioned, maybe, who was the most impressive for you? I mean, it was nice to see Logan Diggs get a few more carries. He got his first career touchdown with Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, I think we thought that we were going to see Sebo Flemister, and that right. just ended up not being the case. Um, and then next week, Chris Tyree's back. So definitely have a lot of depth at the running back position. Um, and especially, I mean, Logan Diggs, it looks like we have a bright future. So oh, for sure. um, really- it was nice to see that. I really liked how he scored his touchdown going over the top. We don't see that very much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, jumping over the pile. So that, that if he can do that more consistently, my goodness, I agree. He, he seems to have the most um, traditional running back. He looks like a traditional running back. Like Kyron, a little short, but has this great heart. Tyree, a little short, but has great speed. Sebo um, is a little short, but has good power. Um, this guy seems to be the right size and has kind of all that shiftiness. Uh, he'll learn, I think, how to hit the hole a little bit harder and put on a little more muscle, but my goodness, I, I agree. I think Logan Diggs has a bright future. I was most impressed with Lorenzo Styles. I think he is becoming a playmaker right before our eyes, that speed, getting him on the edge, kind of what we hoped that Braden Lindsay would be, but um, Styles seems to be picking that up. Not that Lindsay won't, won't have a moment, but uh, I like Lorenzo Styles And Buckner, you know, who was only two for two, but, but um, had a touchdown, throw, and run, right, I believe. Yeah, um, I think have so. one of each. So um, I'm not sure about the run, but I, I know that he had a had a had a uh, um, pass uh, touchdown. Yeah, I um, believe it was just the pass one. Yeah, he did only the pass. Mm-hmm. So Jack Cohn was the runner. Jack Which, Jack yeah. Cohn was the one that ran it in. I forgot. Surprising. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, okay, and then any issues that you you saw um, with Notre Dame this time? Well, with our offense doing so well now. It kind of we looked more at our defense for a problem, mm-hmm. um, and I even wrote this down in just in watching like the first half, um, just the note lack of tackling. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to tackle if you're on defense, um, and I think <laughs> we're just really missing Hamilton right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's the case. He's not going to be back this next game. Um, it's questionable if he'll be back for Virginia the next week. Uh-huh. Um, I hope to get him back, of course. Uh, but the lack oh, of yeah. tackling was very surprising and well, obvious. I wrote down the same thing, tackling, mm-hmm. tackling, tackling. And I, it's a big worry going into a game like Navy where you're going to have to tackle. Uh, they're going to force you to, to make plays. Um, you know, yeah, I do think they miss Kyron. Even, you know, it's like missing your starting quarterback back there. Uh, the the one, one of the touchdowns that, that North Carolina played or scored on was that, that – 
play action where the, the guy did a double move on the outside and was wide open. Like no one went with him. And you got to think if Hamilton's in there, he at least goes with him or calls out the play, right? It was just a big confusion. So hopefully they can, that was just some growing pains and they can shake that out. And like you said, get Hamilton back soon, but uh, hopefully they won't, they don't probably won't need him against Navy. Well, I hope they don't need him during first Navy because the Navy offense isn't very good this year and they're running offense anyway, but if they don't tackle, it could be a longer type evening or afternoon for us. I agree with you. Tackling needs to get better um, all around. That's been a problem. I think all year round, but it was really obvious in the North Carolina game. All right. So who are your players of the game, Maggie, for the North Carolina game? Okay. So I wrote down some people and I think I generally remember why um, mm-hmm. I chose them, but okay. it's not quite sharp, but I wrote down Avery Davis, who we already talked about um, right. just because he's always been like reliable and he always mm-hmm. has like every once in a while. I remember his play in the Clemson game last year, like a year from, I guess, Sunday, um, right. just like, a catch where you're like who caught that oh it's avery davis and like the play where he uh they did the uh trick play with him as quarterback um he he always just is good at the right times um and he got a touchdown so i chose him i guess for my player of the game okay and on on offense i think i you know what i was gonna go i'm gonna go with the obvious kyron williams was without a doubt the best player on the field in that game even with uh sam howell's stats I, I would take Kyron Williams uh he, bringing the heart bringing the passion Kyron Williams my player of the game uh for that run that was probably the, one of the more important runs and not and not only was the most spectacular runs in a long time one of the more important runs in that game and in our season so Kyron Williams is my pick how about on the defensive side yeah so this is the one I'm really not sure why I wrote it down but I think I, I think I kind of know why so I said Bo Bauer and it's for okay. the same reason the for the heart reason because he's always yeah. very spirited I would say he's the Kyron Williams of the defense maybe yeah. um he's always like celebrating after every big play he makes and I, I remember I think it was in the second half he made a great play and okay. he was just on fire so I would okay. chose Bo Bauer I guess <laughs> you know Bo Bauer with his <laughs> Bo Bauer with his one tackle gets Maggie's yeah pick. <laughs> it must have been a heck of a tackle I- it's also one assist. He also right. had one assist, That's by true. the way. It was a spectacular assist. Bo yes. Bauer, way to make it count. Mm-hmm. I'm going with DJ Brown, who stepped in. I know there was some confusion in the back, but he had an interception. Um, stepping in, it was nice to see that. Um, I'll take it. An interception from someone else other than Kyle Hamilton mm-hmm. um, and Terry Bracey. But uh, I, DJ Brown, that was great. I, I was happy to see him make a play. If they could only score a touchdown after it instead of working field goals, uh, that would be even better. But but DJ Brown, my player of the game on defense. All right. Let's talk about, well, since the last time we talked, uh, the rankings came out. So I wanted to talk about those mm-hmm. before we get to Navy. Um, the College Football Committee met, and their first pass of the rankings came out. Notre Dame, even though they're eighth in the AP poll, are 10th in the college football rankings. Maggie, your thoughts. Is that fair? Heck no. It's not fair. I think that we should at least be ninth. Tenth is okay. like, I know that's only one spot. Yeah. But so I'm looking at the teams that are ahead. First of all, I don't think Oregon. Oregon's four. Yeah. Um, right. They lost to Stanford, which, you know, overtime game, like maybe it was right. just a weird game. But they also almost lost to Cal. Right. And I know they beat Ohio State, but I just feel like those 
they could potentially have two losses right now well, against like also, unranked teams. They were also tight with UCLA. UCLA was coming down with their backup quarterback, Garbers, uh, who threw the pick. Um, but they were getting close to scoring. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. The, the, the Oregon pick, they're putting a lot of stock in that, that Ohio State win, which was a great win, but my goodness, early in the season. Yeah. And then they, they moved Cincinnati down to sixth, which I don't get because they beat us, and that's impressive, um, <laughs> at home. Right. Um, and then the the one that I think is, like, I don't understand, like, we, there's Michigan, Oklahoma, Ohio State also in front of us. And right. I understand that, I guess, because they're probably going to lose again uh, right. or lose. Um, but the one I don't get is the Wake Forest one. And I know the ACC, they, like, have to – sorry, they have to put um, an ACC team. I don't have to. But the ACC is, like, a Power 5 conference. There should be, like – one ACC team in the top 10 but I just don't think it's the year for the ACC and I just don't understand putting them there so well I think I I, I kind of agree with the Wake Forest one just because it's an ACC team and they're undefeated um I, I I get it I don't know that they run the table they might um we'll see what happens but uh yeah and I think the ACC is down um but I I think an undefeated Wake Forest team needs to be above Notre Dame at this point. I don't know if Michigan needs to be above Notre Dame. And I don't know that um, uh, even Ohio State is that high. And I totally agree with you, Oregon. So I think Oregon and Ohio State should be back further. Cincinnati should be probably up to four. I would probably move Oregon to six, put, put Ohio, or maybe five and put, put Ohio State six, Cincinnati up at four. I might move Notre Dame to nine and Michigan back to 10. I think everything else is kind of solid. I, what was your biggest surprise out of the whole thing? Or did you already talk mm-hmm. about it? Well, I mean, those were my main – I guess the Wake Forest one was, like, the most surprising. Because I, I was just looking at their schedule again. Yeah. Just another yeah, point. Um, they barely beat Syracuse. They beat Syracuse in overtime. I forgot about that game. Like, not yeah. not even like that at the beginning of the season. It was, like, mid-October. And they right. beat them by a field goal, but don't they which still is have not impressive. Cle- I, and I'm, I don't have their schedule up in front of me. But do, don't they still have Clemson and North Carolina State kind of on their yeah, schedule? Yeah, they do. So, so- it makes will be maybe i'll be rooting for clemson for once but <laughs> plus just, the acc championship if they make it that's true a lot of I ifs mean, i guess for wake forest yeah. but it's yeah. just unsettling at the moment i think it was a courtesy a courtesy also to move them up just to say the acc if you're in the acc and you're undefeated at this point you should be in the top 10 so i get it um i think since my biggest surprise were where cincinnati ends up i think that's completely unfair um really a slap in the face to the the, the power five teams i i just um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why you, how you can put a one loss Oregon team or a one loss Ohio State team ahead of Cincinnati and put Alabama at two. I think it's, I mean, it's a, it's just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it'll all play out. Um, all this will play out. Alabama and Georgia will play each other most likely for the SEC championship. Michigan State still has to play Ohio State. So there's a lot that could happen and Cincinnati could be fine moving in. Um, really kind of a slap in the face to Notre Dame and Cincinnati that they didn't put much credence into our games, but that is how it goes. I think, again, especially this season, just keep winning and good things will happen. Do you think Notre Dame has a chance of making it into the final four? I don't know. There are so many things that have to happen and it's been such a weird year that I'm like very wary of making that prediction right now. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but, I think we should look at their schedule. I think Wisconsin's looking a lot better. They might actually win the Big Ten. Um, Purdue is looking better, especially if they get a big win coming up again. Uh, Florida State's better. And so these teams that we thought were just terrible are actually pretty good, and Notre Dame handled them. So, you know, North Carolina is another one. I think North Carolina plays Wake, don't they? Do they play them this week? 
Yes. Don't jump ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just say, <laughs> I think North Carolina's favorite in the game, according to Vegas. So that tells you how what people think of North Carolina. So anyway, um, interesting stuff. What are, so what are your top four? So we've been doing this every week. It's kind of been made for us this week. Do you agree with the top four? Uh, well, no. Okay. So what are your, what's your um, top four? I would say Georgia, and then I would put Michigan State because they're undefeated right. above Alabama. Um, and then I would put maybe even Alabama at four right now and put Cincinnati at um, three. Okay. I'm going to go similar. I think, yeah, Georgia. I think Michigan State just by virtue of that win against Michigan and being undefeated should be two. I don't know if they're the second best team, but they should be two. Alabama's three, and I put Cincinnati at four. Slight variance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the Navy game. We haven't even talked about the Navy game. We're already at like 15 minutes into this. Uh, you worried about this game? They're not a good Navy team by record. They're two and I think they're two and six, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a team that makes me a little bit nervous because the margin, I didn't, I haven't looked at any of their games, but the margin yeah. um, of their scores are very close. Yeah. Um, except for like, you know, the first few where they lost by like 45. Um, right. But, like, they barely beat UCF, which UCF's kind of having an off year, so maybe that doesn't count towards anything. They only lost by a touchdown to SMU and to Cincinnati. Right, right. They're both ranked teams. And Houston. Um, I mean, and And Houston, yeah. Right, yeah. So they're barely losing. Um, Now, I didn't watch these games. Maybe they came back at the end and, like, the score just doesn't reflect that because I know we've seen a lot of Notre Dame games like that. Yeah, right. Uh, um, But it makes me a little bit nervous. Well, I'm nervous uh, too. I'm always nervous against Navy. Uh, I did watch the Cincinnati Navy game, and Navy was right with them. Um, mm-hmm. And they were doing their thing where they slow down and they get you, the, you know, they play four down football where they'll get you into first down, they'll get four yards, and second down, they get four more yards, and third down, they get one yard, and fourth down, they get another yard. And all of a sudden, they get a first down, and you're like, geez, that took it, and it takes up a ton of time. Um, so I'm always nervous against Notre Dame or against Navy. I hope we tackle. If we don't, it could be tough. If we do tackle, I think we're fine. They don't have a great offense. I think we'll be okay. I think we can score on them. Um, I, I'm looking for some more big plays. I think we're on the upsurge too. I think we're playing better football. Um, so I think this isn't – I'm not as worried, you know, but I think I'm probably as worried as much. I think they're like – their name's a 21-point favorite. I'm as nervous as you can be being a 21-point favorite, I think, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think um, like a really wide margin, 21 points. <laughs> yeah, so. I agree too. I agree too. I think it might be close to that, but but maybe not. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking – my, I'm thinking 35-17, something like that, uh, like 18-point win. So, you know, it's close to what Vegas is thinking. We could get in the 40s again. We could blow them out. Um, I think the offense is really looking good. And I don't think I don't think maybe has an offense that can keep up with us if we keep going. But we'll see. Um, predictions, Maggie, for scores-wise? Never. But I think it's well, going to be closer than 21 points. Okay, so closer than 21 points. But yeah. do you think like 10 to 18 or do you think – or 10 to 19 or, or or like under 10? I think it will be a high-scoring game. Um, but, I mean, do you think Notre Dame beats oh. by under 10 or, or over I would 10? say over 10. Over 10? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I think we finally figured out our offense last week. Yeah, I agree. And I think our receivers – I think we're, we're figuring out we have really good receivers, especially the depth there with Styles and Lindsay and – and Colsey and, and Austin and, and Mayer. I think we can really spread teams out. Who are your – so speaking of all the players, who are your offensive players to watch or offensive player to watch against Navy? Yeah. Um, I feel like I might go with the obvious one just because mm-hmm. 
of our discussion earlier. So I'll okay. be going with Kyron. And I'm going to say that like this is another game where he kind of like, I know I said that I don't see him like finishing in the top, whatever, four of the Heisman, mm-hmm. but I think this right. one's going to really solidify him as like a top 10 Heisman okay. um, participant. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. I think he, he's ready for another breakout game. Um, and he's slowly been working out. So I'm going to go with Michael Mayer um, to have a catch or two, maybe a touchdown. And how about your defensive player to watch? Yeah. So in terms of tackling, which is what we need to work on, um, yeah. I feel like there's no one more aggressive in tackling than Jordan Botello. So, um, you know, he missed the first few games. Haven't really yeah. seen him around a lot, even though he did get a sack last game. Um, right. But, yeah, I think this is going to be his game where he's like, I'm back. I'm here. Right. I know how to tackle. I've been working on it. I'm very <laughs> aggressive. Um, and I think this is going to be the game that that happens. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going with a favorite of yours, Drew White. I think yeah. this is the game where he ends up with like multiple tackles just because of how it sets up. I think it's the game um, that will Drew White will will because he have the most um, opportunities will will uh, really shine. Um, so that he's my player to watch. Um, speaking of linebackers, Maggie, a big recruit for Notre Dame, Derek Bra- Derek Bowen. Uh, committed to Notre Dame, a five-star linebacker from Indiana. Any just quick thoughts on that? Any quick thoughts on just the recruiting, how Notre Dame is doing with their recruiting? I mean, it's great. I haven't looked at the class of 2023 too closely mm-hmm. yet, um, but I know we have him. And then we also have um, Brennan Vernon, who's like mm-hmm. a defensive a defensive lineman, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also a five-star. So, I mean, it's just uh, solidifying. Oh, and Tai Chan. But it's just solidifying yeah. like – Marcus Freeman might be the next head coach if he's recruiting right. this well. So yeah, and supposedly uh, another five-star, Sonny Styles, is coming to visit uh, during mm-hmm. the Notre Dame, the Navy game. So we'll see if, if this continues. Yeah. It's been a really good, really good year so far for our recruiting. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm pretty confident about the. Well, not pretty confident. I think he's brothers with Lorenzo Styles. So ah, uh, yeah. So that hopefully I, that helps. It helps us a little bit. Yeah, and especially since the way Lorenzo Styles has been playing. Yeah. Speaking of people that have been shining, I went 5-0 and during the picks last week. 5-0, and thank you. You're welcome, everybody, that uses my picks to wager and make money. Um, you're welcome. Anyway, 5-0, and Maggie. I'm 29-17 and for the year. You went 3-2. and Pulled yourself back up to the 500 mark, 23-23. and Time for you to make your move. What do you have for us this week? Okay. I did my best with picking these games, but some yeah, of them were a, a little. It's kind of a down week. Yeah. Not a lot of exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember why I picked that last one. Um, okay. okay. So the first game I have is one we talked about earlier, which is mm-hmm. the Wake versus North Carolina game. Wake mm-hmm. is, of course, ranked in the college football rankings mm-hmm. ninth, right above us. Um, and North Carolina, we just played, and they played well enough, but, you know, we mm-hmm. played better. Um, but they still have Sam Howell, and they still have some um, – like offensive weapons at North Carolina. So it's going to be interesting to see how Wake does against, oh, I, I don't know if this is the first rank or first real uh, good team they're playing, but yeah. it's going to be and interesting. It's at, it's at North Carolina too, I believe. Yes, it is. So your thoughts? Well, I'll be choosing, pick? I'll be choosing North Carolina because I, I really like Mac Brown. He's always like, whenever yeah. we play him, he's always very nice. But like, oh, I respect Notre Dame so much. So. I'm also I like in that North, North North Carolina. I, I I think the guys in Las Vegas, guys in the desert, know something. 
and they, they put North Carolina as a two-point favorite. I believe I'm going with North Carolina. Okay. And then the next game is, I think, could be interesting. Maybe not. Um, I feel like we've given this team a lot of hype, uh, <laughs> which is Michigan State versus Purdue. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's a good um, one. I believe it's at Purdue as well. I don't know uh-huh. if that gives too yeah. much of an advantage to them. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting. Michigan State's number two, and Purdue, although they're not ranked, um, yeah. They beat, do they beat Iowa? Yeah. Yeah, they beat Iowa. They're the number um, two slayers. Yeah. So maybe Michigan State's the next to go. I don't know. You can go first on this one. I'm going to go with mm, Purdue. No. Yes, Purdue. I'm okay. going with Purdue. I think that Michigan State is going to have a hangover from the last win, and Purdue will sneak up and get them. Okay. Just like they did Ohio State that, that one time, and just how they uh, did Iowa also. Okay. I really want to go with Purdue because it's been such a weird year. And that's also what I really want. But I am going with Michigan State because I need to stay over the 500 mark and I can't take that many risks. You you get over the 500 mark by making picks correctly. That's how you do it. All right, go Mm -hmm. ahead. Okay. The next game is a ranked matchup, but it's like kind of like not a great ranked matchup, Um, but it's uh, Texas A&M versus Auburn. So right now they're ranked 13 and 14. Auburn's 13. Texas A&M, you know, they beat Alabama. And like a okay. last minute kick. Um, so I will be going with, ugh, I hate both these teams. Um, I will be going with uh, Texas A&M because yeah. they're at home. That's like the reason why I'm choosing them. I That's guess. a good pick. That's good enough. I'm going with Auburn to win on the road. I think I will be burned by this one, but I'm going with Auburn. Okay. Okay. And then we have a Pac-12 game, which is Washington versus Oregon. Washington had a lot of hype this season, but then they didn't really pan out. And then Oregon, mm-hmm. of course, we talked about they almost lost to yep. Cal and UCLA. Right, right. Um, is this at Washington, correct? Is it? I don't know. I, I thought I wrote it down as at Washington or at Oregon, but I could be incorrect okay. about that. I, I could be wrong. I was guessing. Um, I will be going. I will be going for. Or wait, no. Is it your pick? It's at Washington. Okay. It's my pick. I'm going with Washington. Okay. Um, then I I will be going with Oregon. I'm a little bit of a Ducks okay. fan, but not this season. Um, okay. And then the last game is the college game day one. So I don't know if there's really a good game because Navy beat Tulsa, but it's Cincinnati versus Tulsa, which I don't know why they yeah. chose this one as the one. Well, it's going to be um, interesting, I think, to, to, to have it there so that Cincinnati can be all upset about um, their ranking. But, so what do you got? Um, I will be choosing Cincinnati. Yeah, so will I. Yeah. All right, Bangy. Well, our picks are in. I think you did a good job in, in kind of a, a tough week. Um, and pick, getting the picks. Um, Notre Dame Navy, it's always a fun one. It's always one that, you know, leads to a lot of indigestion during the, during the week or during the game, but uh, hopefully we pull it out. Anyway, Maggie, any last thoughts before we sign off? Have a good evening, everyone. All right. Go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. <laughs>